Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and that right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. I'm a a hot mess this morning, Nikki Kinzer. You are. Your patience is being tested. For sure. It sure is. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Everything is, uh, everything's broken. We're talking about getting work done faster. And this is, uh, I, I guess, uh, it, it was inspired by a, a question that was sent in by a listener. Uh, yeah. But but sort of a follow on to, to our conversation last week. Well, it's it all sort of flows, right? Because last yeah. week we talked about the to-do uh, task managers. And then I did a webinar on estimating time. And there was a lot of questions about or around how do I get to do things or how can I make myself do things faster? Or how can I be more productive? Mm -hmm. Because I've estimated how long it's taking and it's taking too long. So what now? So I thought that would be a good thing to kind of, you know, talk about today and have a conversation around. And then next week, we're going to talk about procrastination because a lot of times the reason we're, you know, we're not getting things done as quickly as we would like is we're procrastinating on getting them done in the first place. So we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of a, you know, a little sequence of events going on here. No, I like yeah. that. Um, we we do have some follow up though from our conversation last week. Well, we do, and I I, I made a, a decision. I I want to share did. that with everybody first because you pull your trigger, you pulled out the credit card, and you made it happen. Well, I haven't I haven't done the credit card yet because I still have two days left on my trial. Because you know that's just who I am. <laughs> Every drop I am. Out of that. I'm like you know I still have two days of free of yeah. freeness, and so <laughs> I'm taking advantage of it. But yes, I did finally make a decision after the weekend. I decided I'm going with things. I'm going all in mm-hmm. and, uh, and I love to do this. I'm, I, you know, no hard feelings with the to do list. I think it's a great app. You're using it. It's fantastic. Um, but really the, the deciding factor to me was, you know, is it important to me to be able to, to put the tasks on the calendar? And, uh, for me personally, I like to block the amount of time that I'm going to work on something, but I don't like to put the specific tasks that I'm going to be doing during that time. And so the way that things was just the way that it looks and the way I was able to break down projects faster. And I really like that calendar thing up on top where it shows you like the, the uh, appointments that you have that day. That Yeah, the connection to your calendar. Yes, I really am digging that this week. So yeah, that's the decision I made. 
Well, it's it's interesting. I uh, so I'm m- my wife listened to the show and she is uh, she said, you know, I'm I feel like I did not learn anything uh, that actually convinced me one way or the other. I feel like I am in exactly the same place Nikki was. I just need to try them, and so she is on a to doist uh, a to doist test run right now uh, with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're kind of doing it side by side. We did our daily planning last night in bed, and then and and it was really fun to kind of just talk about it, talk about how we're using it. For me, I still really love in Todoist the main today screen when I have times associated with tasks, and it actually sort of builds me the agenda of my day. Right. Um, and then there's all the other stuff that I is either related or the stuff that I can assign times times to pretty easily. So, but but I'll tell you, I'm not a hundred percent sold. It was two days, I think, after we recorded that last show that things 3.4 was released uh, and it added a whole bunch of automation uh, uh, capabilities particularly in iOS um, that uh, make things 3.4 uh, a compelling upgrade for hardcore uh, task nerds and if if I can figure out a way to build my project templates the way I'd like to build my project templates um, in a quick and easy kind of one click way then uh then you know i may be back i may be back although at the same time the next the latest beta of todoist came out and added some interesting new features like pinning favorites to the sidebar and uh so you can keep your favorite projects or filters or labels right on the on the left sidebar which is interesting so they're doing some updates too making it look a little bit more modern so uh we'll see it's it is more than anything it's just quite a race right now and you kind of have to Stay on top of it. And you can trust that I will. I'm going to stay right on top of it using all of the task managers all the time. (laughs) That's right. That's our follow-up. Okay, so we got this question. Shall we read the question? Yeah, go ahead. Please, go ahead. You're so good at reading stuff. It's it's kind of a long question. It's kind of a long question. So I'm going to do my best to... uh, Shorten it? Yeah. To, to to excerpt it. Uh, Jennifer wrote, and, and she is an occupational therapist, and she's working in home care, and home care is a very challenging environment, especially when you're working for an agency that has productivity goals and benchmarks that you have to maintain, and they are very structured and strenuous. And uh, she says, you know, you have to be really organized. You have to be too organized in this business, and she says that she is not uh, to organize. She lives in organized chaos uh, and that uh, she does have this productivity standard she needs to, uh, she's upheld to, and she needs to keep a certain amount of hours each week in order to keep her benefits. And um, she has, she's received a verbal warning uh, on her productivity and time it takes to complete her documentation. So things that are normally take, or I should say, you know, normally according to the productivity standard, take a certain amount of time. She is taking too long, and she has, um, you know, she has some things that she describes what she has to do. She has to go through a million emails a day and see if anyone in the area needs an OT evaluation. She has to check and see if they've been admitted to an agency yet, and call the person on the case uh, requested if they've requested an OT. She has to call patients and schedule evals, including leaving messages and voicemails over and over and over again. She has to schedule patients after she's evaluated. She has to call the doctor. She has to send emails to the team. She has to track her mileage and time between visits. She has to determine how long it'll take between patients and driving time to plan the day. Uh, They have iPads for documentation. However, she says, I cannot type and give my patient my attention. My brain does not split down the middle. Some therapists are so good at doing this, I uh, admittedly am not. So my paperwork gets behind, very behind. As I'm writing this, I have 18 unfinished documents in my mobile. It's taking me so long to finish a daily note 
and I honestly am not sure why this is. I'm actually starting to think that it's the medication. Just a small portion of things. It's really hard to do through email. I guess I'm wondering if you guys can do a podcast for medical professionals uh, who have these sorts of restraints and deadlines. It's a lot. That's a lot of stuff to keep track of. Um, ADHD or no ADHD, that's complicated. Yeah. Um, as it happens, uh, I am married to somebody who is uh, in this field and works with a number of OTs who are clearly dealing with very, very similar issues. I was thinking maybe we could start with the points that I got that are specifically related to the OT universe and then jump into uh, some of the more general stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because I think, okay. I mean, regardless, it, it probably will still transfer, transfer over to other things, I think so. other yeah. Uh, professions. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number one, uh, templates. The, the, they keep talking about these soap notes. You probably have soap notes that you have to write. And I, I eventually they use the word soap notes so much I had to stop and say, what is a, so- a soap note? Uh, a soap note is, is a, it stands for subjective observation, assessment, and plan. And it is a standard thing. Uh, response to um, uh, assessment, right? So you have an initial meeting with somebody and you write this soap note in, in usually in some sort of a template, probably on this iPad that they're mm-hmm. talking about and uh, or that, that Jennifer is talking about. And the first response was from people who've been doing this for a number of years, and we should say Jennifer is fresh out of school, um, that you're writing too much. They said almost guaranteed 99.999% sure you are writing too much. You have to slash what you're writing. Find a way to generalize what you're writing in these soap notes because you're going to kill yourself. Uh, and the industry, this was the the overall feeling. I should open with this. The industry needs you, right? The industry needs good OTs, but uh, it, the, you do the industry no good if you are burnt out in a year and you're going to burn yourself out in a year at this rate, especially because they both responded to this feeling of 18 documents that you're behind on 18 reports. That is a crushing blow to morale. That is just crushing. And these productivity standards are no joke, right? These companies have these sort of bureaucratic, like, we know that, you know, 80% of our OTs are able to do uh, the the work that they need to do at a certain pace. Therefore, every new OT is going to have to come in and maintain that pace or they lose their benefits and then they lose their job. Like, that is no joke if you're outside that, that 20%. So you need to find a way to do that. Number one, slash what you're writing. You're writing too much. Jump on Text Expander. If you're not on a Mac, jump on Text Expander's alternative for Windows. Text Expander is that little tool that allows you to create abbreviations that you can type on your computer, you know, uh, semicolon SC will uh, expand to um, a long multi-paragraph response that you can generalize across multiple patients. So you can actually fill in these templates very, very quickly if you focus on templated responses. If you can't install software on your device, you know, open a note and keep copy and paste, uh, you know, resources that you can take and copy into the template. Yes, your reports will not be 100% unique for the person that you're seeing, but also you're going to keep your well, sanity. That's a great so idea. That's, that's your trade-off. Idea. And these people who have been doing this for years and filling out reports for people for years, mm-hmm. that was their number one thing. You you have to find a way to save the time on what you're writing. Uh, come up for a script 
come up with a script for how to interrupt people. Uh, generally, you know, you have these, say you have 50, the expectations is you have an hour conversation with somebody, 50 minutes of it is going to be with the person and 10 minutes is, is for actual documentation. You know, the expectation is based on the productivity standard. It should only take you 10 minutes to document your meeting and then move on. Um, and what they're saying is that is unrealistic. It's just crazy unrealistic and you have to develop a way to to not split not multitask not split your brain down the middle and be able to type and look at them in the eyes but to say in the middle of your conversation hey i need to take just a minute i want to make sure i write this down correctly give me 30 seconds to write this so that so that it reflects what you just said and be and develop a script that feels natural to you to be able to interrupt during the assessment during the meeting so that you can document and talk at the same time. And it may impact your uh, your overall um, sort of your personal expectation. It changes your personal expectation of, of what the meetings are supposed to look like. But it, it again, saves your sanity. Um, come up with a personal checkbox type template. Some of them, uh, some of the you know, conversation here was with people who are seasoned and they have been able to create their own templates and aren't required to use an agency mm -hmm. template, you know, something that an agency says you have to fill it in on this, you know, iPad in this web form, whatever. And so um, that is that is a non-standard thing, right? Most of the this industry works on templates that are highly institutionalized and bureaucratic and you have to use that form so that they they said you know that's it, it's not realistic to ask yourself to create your own template because then you're just copying and pasting from your template into, into the, the yeah. business template and it's yeah it doesn't that doesn't make sense so uh when when these documents start piling up uh it, you it's you crush yourself you you cannot move you can't move on to the next one until the one before it is finished the feeling of 18 unfinished documents is nasty, and the only way out is to spend a whole bunch of unbillable time getting through them, and that may be the only way to start fresh. Um, and and so, you know, you know you're going to have some late nights and long weekends getting caught up, but if you can apply some of these other techniques and figure out how to, um, you know, how to, to grease the skids on your time uh, with tools like Text Expander or, um, you know, these templated approaches, uh, that may be very, very helpful. Okay, finally, this may not be the right environment mm. for you. You may be just in the wrong job, and that is a very real thing. If if you have set a standard for yourself that you're not willing to break, right, that you're out of school and you want to give 100% of your att attention to these patients and you're not willing to break that, but the industry says you have to break that, that's rock in a hard place, and you may just need to go find another place that uses your skills. Uh, work, find a clinic, find a, a small clinic that maybe can use an OT, uh, you know, that that is just the harsh, harsh reality of of uh, where mm -hmm. things on, are right now. Um, you know, can you delegate things to a CODA, a certified occupational therapist assistant? Do you have any sort of resources to to be able to uh, work with a CODA? Um, you know, and and talk to the employer. How badly do they want to help you figure this out? This is the other end of that reality. They may not be right. They may want to hire an OT that can uh, meet the productivity standard. And that's just the reality of it, further cementing this, that, that you may be in the wrong position right now. Um, recommendation, uh, are, are you involved in AOTA, the American or 
organization of or occupa- occupational therapy or uh, association. Uh, re- this is, you know, I did a quick search on aota.org and there are a lot of people talking mm. about this very issue. You know, well-meaning, well-intentioned professionals who want to do the very best work and they are being just crushed by these time-sucking demands from the industry. This is a high jump, low ceiling event, right? You, these two things don't go well together. And and uh, a lot of people are living in this. This is not even an, just mm-hmm. an ADHD yeah. thing. As you said, this is something that everybody is struggling with. And right. the ADHD makes it harder. So that's it. That's, that's my core dump. That's really helpful. You know, I- I mean, I think that a lot of what you said, the people that are listening, you know, I would just encourage you to listen to what the solutions were and how does that apply to the position you're in? I mean, you know, there's so many different jobs and so many different um, components to things. I, I just, you know, I'm going to let the listeners decide how that applies to them. Um, and I want to move on to this whole about working faster because I think your last point about is this the right job for you is a really valid point, even with what we're going to be talking about here in, in a few minutes. So, so how does this how does this spin into uh, the the rest of this question? Because all of it really applies to how do you take the workload you have now, and how do you enable yourself to be able to churn through it more efficiently? Exactly. Well, and I'll just share with you a couple of questions that came through in the webinar. Um, one is when you are asked how long will this take you, and you know how long it will take, and you tell the ADHD truth about how long it's going to take three times as long. Uh, this answer is unacceptable. How do I handle the fact that I just can't do a project as fast as most other people? Um, and then the other question was once, once you find things in your day that take a long time or too long, how do you make them take a shorter amount of time? And, um, you know, this is a question that I deal with clients all the time and, and it's, it's a hard question to answer. And I'm going to throw it right out right now. There is no black and white solution you know, that says, do this. And all of a sudden you can do things faster. It it doesn't work that way. Um, So many things. I think it's really important though, to, to at least say out loud, the underlying false assumption that is buried in that question. Like when I am feeling really, uh, you know, depressed about the fact that I can't do X, Y, Z as fast as somebody else who is not dealing with ADHD. The assumption that is buried in there is that I can't do the same thing the same way as someone else in the same amount of time. But there's huge opportunity. Once you say that out loud, there is an enormous amount of opportunity and freedom that comes with approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I have a list of kind of things to investigate. And that is what I would want people to really go into this, uh, answering this question for themselves is they have to become investigators of who they are and how they work, right? So actively, we have to start paying attention to how we work. And the first thing I think you got to do is be willing to, to collect the data and make this a priority. If you are taking three times as long to do something, then we need to figure out, you know, what, what are you doing? So I know that sounds like a silly question, but you know, if you want something to change, you have to change something on the way that you're doing things, right? You got to do something different or it's not going to change. So the only way we can look at that is really collect the data, which means you could be collecting how long it takes 
for you to do certain projects. Not everything, but certain things that you want to cut down, you know, and look at your workflow. How do you, how do you go from your to do list to done? And what do you do first? And all of these different things. We got to look at this data and start collecting it and identify and be really clear of what's getting in your way of getting things done. Now, I'm not saying that all of a sudden we're going to get you from taking you know, you taking three times as long to, you know, cutting that in half. I don't know if that's realistic because just like what you explained in this other position, that may not be realistic. I don't know. So what we have to look at is different projects are going to have different reasons of what's getting in your way. Right. So we got to investigate that. What are your distractions? What, what's, you know, what is it? Is it internal distractions, external distractions? Um, you know, how long do you think this is supposed to take you compared to how long it takes? Because sometimes we get so wrapped into it's just taking me so long. But then if you find out from somebody else, it's taking them just as long. Like we're assuming something that may not be true. So we got to look into that too. Like what is the real expectation? And we should say a lot of people lie about how long it takes them to do stuff. Oh, absolutely. A lot because they don't know. They just, they don't, they're not intentionally trying to snow you, but they just don't know. So they say a number and that's yeah, it. That's what you or you're with. just assuming that, well, that person looks happy, so they must be done grading their homework assignments. Well, they may not be done. They may be yeah. having a whole full backpack yeah. full too. So we just, you know, be careful of the assumptions that you're making. Um, but then also, you know, what is the flexibility that you have with these deadlines? Um, are they strict or are they more flexible? And again, that's why we have to really look at different projects differently because everything's going to be a little bit different. Um, and, and, you know, a suggestion is to not avoid the like don't avoid the person that's waiting for your work right because this is something that we tend to do we're embarrassed we feel bad that we're it's taking us so long and um my biggest suggestion is somebody who does not live with adhd it's important that you keep those people updated on your progress because i don't care if you haven't done anything but I need to know that you haven't done anything, <laughs> yeah. right? So that I can then adjust what I need to do with my own planning and that kind of thing. So that's the suggestion that I always give to my clients is that I know it's hard. I know it's putting you in a vulnerable spot. But if you really do think that it's something going to take you longer than what you said it was going to take, let that other person know. Best, I mean, that's going to just, honesty is going to set you free here. <laughs> Right. Right. Um, right. And then you also have to evaluate how you're organizing your projects and your tasks. And that's when we go back to task management systems. If you're um, not, if you're, if your stuff isn't organized and you don't know what to do next and you're confused about what to do next or you're overwhelmed, you're wasting a lot of time just trying to figure out that next step. So if we can get a clear, organized, you know, task system that really works for you, a workflow system that works for you. This can be an essential piece to how you manage your time and what a, a time manager, what, well, you becoming a good time manager. This calendar, these, these task management systems, they're essential. You can't ignore them. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and one of the things that I think goes right hand in hand with that is you're probably not breaking down your, your work into fine enough detail right. that when you see one task on your calendar, uh, or, or on your to-do system, your brain might 
say, hey, that's going to take me a half hour. But if you break it down into, say, three constituent steps and each step only takes you five minutes, the reality is the whole task only took you 15 minutes instead of a half hour. But you didn't know that because you lived in an assumption about the larger piece. And 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 I just I mean, I feel like I can't underscore just how effective it is to break down work in the finest detail that you can. It, it is liberating. Yes, it is. And that's definitely going to be a big piece of what we're going to talk about next when we talk about procrastination um, is yeah. breaking those tasks down as little as as possible. Because I agree. I mean, I think that that is also helping you with that executive function of getting started, right? It's helping you. Yeah, it's helping you deal with that overwhelm. And it's building your self-confidence because now you can at least say, I did something than where you didn't do anything. And, and that's right. huge. So um, we'll definitely talk about that more. And and I would also evaluate how you're prioritizing your tasks. Are you working on the right stuff? And if you're not sure, you need to ask. And you don't have to talk to your employer and say, you know, you don't have to say it in a way that that's embarrassing. Or maybe you just want to say, I just want to confirm that this is where, you know, this is the priority that you're thinking. This is what I'm thinking. This is what you're thinking. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Clarify, be curious. If you still have questions, make sure you get those answered. If it's not by a boss, maybe it's by a coworker, colleague, your spouse, ask your spouse, you know, maybe they'll have a fresh idea of, well, this looks like it would be more important because this has this deadline, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is that, that you may be missing. Um, you know, I love what you were saying, um, with the OT, the, the text expander, those kinds of things. You know, what, what's going to make your job easier? Um, are you spending too much time on certain things? And I specifically have worked with, um, several teachers in my career. And uh, that is something that is always a question. How much time are you spending on one paper? You know, are you taking too mm-hmm. much time? Are you giving too much feedback? You know, um, and, and those are the things that maybe you can cut, kind of start cutting some time down. Um, but that's what we want to look at. You know, are you finishing tasks? You know, are we multitasking? Are we yeah. going and jumping from task to task? Well, that could have a big, huge effect on your productivity. Uh, you're not going to see anything done and that's going to bug, you know, bug us. And so getting closure, even on those little projects goes a long way. I got to go back to the OT example. When you're 18 reports behind, you know, just getting, you know, you got to get that one done before you make it 19. Like, you know, we got to do the work. Yeah. And then Unfortunately, I think you're right. I mean, in in even grading and and uh, other people that that have strict deadlines, sometimes that means you have to work overtime. You have to get caught up and then really evaluate what your workflow system is and and how. Um, you know, how you can make that more efficient. Well, and that apparently is is sort of the joke, but back yeah. to the OT thing, that OT doesn't stand for occupational therapist. It just stands for overtime yeah. in this in this climate. And so unless you figure out a smart way right. to get through it, um, you don't want to get it caught in that stereotype. Yeah, that absolutely not. Uh, and a quick suggestion for people that are having a hard time um, because they are distracted, they're having a hard time staying on task, consider a body double. Um, somebody who's going to work alongside with you while you're working on a project. It helps you stay focused. Focused. It helps you uh, stay on task. I had a teacher or a professor actually, actually that I worked with. And when her TA came in, that was her body double. The TA had no idea that he was doing that for her because he was doing his own thing. But for her, when he came in, that was when she graded. 
So she knew every time he came in every Huge. week, that's when she graded and, and, and that worked for her. So, you know, that's something else to always, uh, to think about. And then I've said this before and I'm going to say it always again because I think it's really, um, a value too. overestimate how long you think something's going to take. Um, if your instinct is to please that person, which we all want to do, right? We want to think that it's going to take less time, but we know it doesn't. So let's get real with ourselves, get real with that person and overestimate it. If you think it's going to take you a week, tell them it's going to take you two to three weeks. Don't even give them a, you know, a date if you can. I mean, now sometimes that's not the option, yeah. but this is the only time when overestimate and underdeliver actually it's, is it right. Works. Like, you want to yeah, do that. Because yeah, you want, yeah. you know, if you get it done, then they're going to be thrilled. And if you don't get it done, then again, keep them informed. But this does not give you an yeah. excuse to procrastinate. So we're going to talk about that next week. This this extra time, this buffer time is not for you to allow yourself to, to sit on it. So we got to get real about that too and get rid of those excuses, especially if this is your job and, and your job is on the line. We we can't yeah. not take that seriously. So um, that's what I've got. <laughs> I feel like I just rambled. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. It's it, the, the whole message is shame hates the sun. You know, you can be ashamed about how long it's it's taking you to do something or that you're not doing it up to some other unlivable standard. But, uh, it, you know, and if you just sit alone in the dark with it, it'll eat you up. It will eat you up and cause you to get more behind. You have to open your eyes. You have to open the window shades. You have to walk outside and say, yes, I'm behind and it sucks. And What's how am next? I going to fix this? Right? What do I need to do? Yes. Because how am I going to fix it? the power right. to do it. And that's where the limiting yep. beliefs have to like, okay, yeah, that's great. Thank you for being here. But now you got to go because I got to take back control. Bottom line. It will fester. Yeah, it'll fester into an anxiety and you don't want that. You don't no. want to live with that that level. You don't want to be that be that person. You can yes. choose otherwise. So this was great. Uh, yes, thank you, thank Nikki, you. Uh, as and always. And thank you, Mrs. Wright and her colleagues. <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, and thank you, Jennifer, for inspiring this and kicking us off with your example of, of life as an OT. Uh, and, and good luck to you. Please uh, keep us posted. Hopefully something helps. Uh, if you need any links, anything, just send us a note. We'll, we'll help you out. So that's it. Uh, and we're on to next week. We're going to talk about procrastination. <laughs> and uh, I might be there on time. Why not? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just see. Nah, there's a there's a there's a low hanging fruit joke. Thank you everybody for your time and attention downloading this show. We sure appreciate it. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs> <laughs>